Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Welcome to the 2X Podcast. Here's your host, Bill Kasky. Well, good morning, 2X Podcast listeners. Bill Kasky back for another episode. Last week, I spent a fair amount of time, actually all the time, talking about the strategy of intent. And if you did not listen to that episode, there's also a freebie that goes with it. I don't have a freebie this week, uh, but go ahead and download that and listen and re-listen if you haven't heard it, because there are five of these, what I would call psychological frameworks that I think are at the heart of 2X success. In other words, if you want to double your output, double your business, whether you're a sales leader, an entrepreneur, a president, a salesperson, account executive, we all want to do more, but we don't want to kill ourselves doing it. At least I don't. And so I've developed this, what I'll call a psychological framework that helps us kind of navigate in the world. And there are principles, but I don't know, sometimes I get confused about what's a principle and what's a mission and what's an axiom and uh, what's a rule. But I'm just going to call this psychological framework. So step one, it was the intent. And the intent is about what is your mission in the market? What is your mission in the market? When you show up at a prospect's business or on the phone or on a web conference or whatever the, the vehicle is, what is your intent? And again, if you didn't listen to that, I want you to go back and listen to that. You don't need to listen to that one to get value out of this one, though. The second framework is what I will refer to as abundance. And abundance is not necessarily your mission. That's intent. Abundance is your outlook. It's when you look out to the world, what do you see? Do you see lack and scarcity and confinement and constriction? Not enough? Do you see, do you see a limited possibility? Or when you look out to your world, do you see unlimited potential and abundance and, and possibilities, an endless array of choices and options. And hopefully you see the second, and we're going to talk about that today in this podcast, is what is it, why is it important for you to have and embrace, and then how do you start to get a handle on it so that you can actually take some things with you here from the podcast. I'm going to take you back, oh, say 25 years, and I'm taking you back to my origins in the coaching and training business. I've told people this, and this is not a secret. I was not very good at sales. I was, I struggled. I was very self-conscious. Uh, abundance didn't even enter into my world. It was always about selling from fear and from lack and from scarcity. And I felt that that inner churn. You may have felt it before. That pressure that you're not really sure where it's coming from. But I will tell you, it affects you, and it affected me. And sometimes that pressure doesn't show up in front of prospects. It shows up in poor health, in lack of sleep, 
Uh, it shows up in a variety of ways that may or may not be in the market. But rest assured, I believe that uh, how you are speaks volumes about what you do. So if you are in a position where you're feeling scarce, you're feeling pressure, you're feeling lack, I don't think you can help but transmit that to your prospect or to those around you. I really don't. I think, I think we think we hide it. I've had conversations with salespeople before. Uh, you know, how you feel? Well, my pipeline's really, really low. I mean, there's not much in it. And I've got a call tomorrow. I mean, we really need this one. Well, when you enter the prospect's world from a place of need, you lose. Uh, you will not be in control. You will not have a mission of helping them. Your mission will be in getting the sale, and that mission has nothing to do with them. So you're already going to be incongruent and at odds with the prospect. The prospect doesn't care anything about you and your goals and your lack or your scarcity or your well-being. They care about their dreams and goals, of course, and that's the filter and the lens through which they look at you. Can you, as a sales professional, help me get to my goals? Not, can I help you get to your goals? So you've got to pay attention to how you're thinking and to your outlook in the market. And again, I believe it needs to be one of abundance. So let's get into this. I think step number one is trying to understand when you are thinking abundantly and when you are thinking scarcity. If you've ever had the feeling uh, and I know, I know you have, <laughs> I shouldn't say, have you ever? Of course, I know we've had the feeling, but this is a good indicator. If you look out to the world and say, man, my pipeline's not big enough. How am I ever going to reach my goals for this year? It doesn't seem like people are buying like they used to. I always feel pressure to discount. Chances are you're looking at the world from a place of scarcity. And then we have to realize, once we catch ourselves in one of the two states, and by the way, I don't think it's either or, you're either thinking scarcity or you're thinking abundance, I think it's a spectrum. And so you may be, if, if 10 is abundant, you may be feeling a 5 today or a 3 or a 7. So you've just got to kind of work it out for yourself. But what's the price you pay when you think scarcity? I think we give off a vibe. I know I do. I know sometimes when business is not where it needs to be, if I, if I look out to the future and I don't see a lot of opportunity for whatever reason, maybe I'm just in a bad state, maybe I've had something happen and I've let it get the best of me, but I pay a price, as does the customer, when I'm feeling scarce because I give off that vibe. And I think I can hide it, but I can't. And then I get a little needy. And then my language changes a little bit. And I drop into that convince and persuade mode and that, that mode of neediness. And I don't want to do that. So there's a huge price to pay when you're, when you're acting scarcity and when you're feeling that way. Another thing that happens is you're really not all that interested in what they have to say. Because you have an agenda. And your agenda is to make the sale. Your agenda is to get your needs met. Maybe that's a better way to put it. The problem with that is that they pick up on that too. And so the very thing that you are there to do, which is help them solve a problem, we start to look in on ourselves and we forget about the problems the customers have and we are focused on the problems we have. Not enough pipeline, not enough business, need the money, whatever. So that's the second part of this is that you will give off the vibe for a lot of different reasons. Those are just two, I'm just citing two examples there of that. So the question is, what's the solution? And how do you, as a listener to this podcast, begin to change your 
outlook and your mindset away from scarcity to abundance. A, it's not easy to do. B, it'll take some time. And C, you kind of have to have a, a constant attention to this. And I've got some clients who, who actually have created some, um, some cards, some flip cards that they look at before they go to bed at night or when they get up in the morning that just are examples and, and sort of a proclamation of abundance. And you might say, well, that's kind of corny. I mean, if you're feeling scarce, why? You know, but it's not corny because your mind will, uh, whatever your mind focuses on is how you'll feel about something. So sometimes it's just as easy as continuing to talk to yourself and say, look, you, despite the feeling of scarcity, there's an, a massive amount of business out there. There's a huge number of prospects I could call on. There's a tremendous amount of pain in the market that it's only up to me to go find that problem or those problems and go solve them. And when you solve them, guess what? You get paid for it. So what are the three things? Number one, I think it's important to become very clear about our value. When you're not clear about your value, you will focus on getting the sale. My, my focus needs to be on how am I bringing value for my customer? Am I working as hard on bringing value as I am on making the sale? Uh, am I following up appropriately? Is my, is my brochure or my How It Works page or is my, is my web page, website, LinkedIn, is it adequately proclaiming my mission of helping them solve problems? Or is it all about me and how great I am and how great my company is? So I think you have to get really clear on the value you bring to the market. Number two, I think you have to have a servant's mentality. And a servant mentality does not mean you do everything the prospect asks, of course. You've got to get paid for your value. You've got to get paid for your expertise and your wisdom and what you know. And I want you to get paid. I want you to get paid a lot for that. But I also think you can have that on one hand and also have a servant's mentality. Here's what I mean by a servant's mentality, and that is when I go in to call on someone, I am there to help them discover if they have a problem that I can help them with. That's it. I'm there to help them discover, to create that atmosphere where we can discover together or they can discover if they have a problem or a goal, an unmet goal, that I can help them with. That's really your mission. And if you take that mentality with you to the world, to the market, to your customers, I think you start to show up very differently. Because not, I know everybody will say, oh no, I'm, I'm interested in solving my customer's problem. But when you dive about one and a half levels deep, they really aren't. They're really there for themselves. And I think if you are going to focus on abundance, I think you've got, you've got to get very clear on what a servant's mentality is for you. So in other words, when you're making a cold call, you're not making a cold call to book an appointment. You're making a cold call to see if you can help them with something. See if they have a problem that's worth, worth them talking to you about. So number two, servant's mentality. Number three, I think we have to have a present moment strategy. If you've studied mindfulness or you've studied meditation or you've studied any of the Eastern philosophers, there is this thing known as the present moment. And that's when you are focused not on what happened yesterday or an hour ago and not on what the possibilities are going to be for next year. And, oh, man, how am I going to make my goals? And, oh, I got this call tomorrow, a lot of pressure. Man, they're not happy with us. And I've got to go in and try to dance a little bit and figure out what to say. No, you're focused in the moment. 
there is always an abundance in the moment. In the moment might be you're getting ready to send a follow-up email to a person that you saw yesterday. Well, being in the moment is I want to be in the moment of, of recapping what we talked about and being as helpful and useful and relevant as I can. Unfortunately, what happens a lot of times is we start to write that email. We start to think, okay, what am I going to say that's going to get them to call me back, that's going to get a meeting, that's going to get a sale? And now that may happen or it may not happen. And that may be your ultimate goal. That's fine. But being in the moment allows you to be just focused on the writing, the crafting of the email, the follow-up email, in a way that attracts people to it rather than repel them from it. Another example of this is let's say you're in a meeting with a prospect and the prospect says to you, you know, Bill, I uh, took this meeting with you because I, I thought I was going to be interested in what you had. But frankly, after looking at your website and some of the work that you've done, the material you sent me, I'm not so sure. Uh, I'm not so sure this is really a fit for us at this time. Well, if you're operating in the present moment, what will you say? You will say, George, George is my prospect. I appreciate your honesty. I really do. I mean, I, there's no if there's no reason for me to be here, uh, that's fine. I will will abort the call and I'll leave, and that's totally okay. Uh, I am not here to force you to to listen to me or to do something you don't want to do. So I'm totally okay with that. That's present moment thinking. What? Sometimes happens, though, is your mind starts to race. Well, how dare he? I drove all the way across town here, and now he's telling me he doesn't want to meet with me. Why didn't he call me? Why didn't he email me? Or what is this, some kind of a trick? I mean, is he, is he testing me? Is he testing to see how good of a salesperson I am, to see what I'll say next? Your mind starts to race. It plays a movie. And this movie is not healthy because the movie is either in the past or in the future. It's not in the present. So I just want you to do all you can in the next week or so just to stay focused on the present moment, be it in front of a prospect, in front of your manager, in front of your spouse, in front of yourself. Uh, meditation, mindfulness can help this uh, a, a lot. But I want you to stay in the present moment. There is never fear in the present moment. Fear is when we start to think about what could happen if. And number four, you must equate your price to your value. And what that means is that the clearer you can get and the clearer you can get your prospect on what's the cost of the problem that they have that they're presenting to you or what's the economic impact of the goal that will occur if they buy this product from you, the clearer you can get on that, the more likely they are to see the difference in the gap between what it costs them and what the value is. So here's an example. I've got a client who sells capital equipment, and it's expensive. It's big, big bucks, half a million to a million dollars. He will not do a proposal until he understands the true economics of the problem and the true economics of the future if they do, in fact, buy this piece of equipment and they run it and everything works out. And what happens is the pricing of the equipment pales in comparison to the, the economic benefit of the product for the customer. The problem is a lot of times that we don't do that. We're, we're very bad at denominating the pain or denominating the vision or the goal or the aspiration or, or the objective on the part of the customer. And so our price 
looks like it's, it's high because it doesn't compare to anything. So if you really want to create abundance in your life, you've got to become better at equating your value to the cost of the problem or to the uh, monetization of the opportunity that faces your prospect. So that's number four. I want you to focus on and work on that I think will lead you to a better outlook and a, uh, an abundant outlook in your world. Clarity of value. What do you bring into the market? Number two, a servant's mentality. Three, being in the present moment. And four, always equate their problem and the monetization of their problem to your pricing and your value. Next podcast, we're going to talk a little bit more about this psychological framework. We're going to talk about the concept of detachment. Oh, everybody's favorite topic. Catch you next time. Bye. You've been listening to the 2X Podcast. If you'd like to contact Bill, email him at bill at billkasky.com or follow him on Twitter at Bill Kasky.